Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Over the years, the question of what makes some companies and the people within more or less creative than others has been studied ad nauseum. The idea of innovation within business has long been thrown around. It's kind of a catch-all term used for everything a company must do to continue to remain relevant. We're led to believe that without a strong amount of innovation, your company is surely doomed. But the realities of innovation and creativity are much more complicated than simply a willingness to be more creative. My guest today, Larry Daly, is the consultant and facilitator, human-centered design for Daly Consulting, LLC. Larry, thank you for joining me today. Sherry, I am so excited to be here. This is awesome. I've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks, and I especially am looking forward to the topic, which is turning the idea of what we think innovation is on its head. Absolutely. We come back, I'm going to pick up with Larry Daly who is a consultant and facilitator for human-centered design. We'll be right back. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. So for a lot of people, human-centered innovation is rel a relative new term, but f it's been around for quite some time. So why don't you tell us what does that mean? Well, it uh, basically means taking the process of innovation and having your ultimate customer, your the stakeholders, help you do your inventing. So in a lot of ways, it's this... Uh, term that's been thrown around. It sounds so, you know, uh, up there kind of, but it's a really unloading term for the person who's trying to start a business because what it means really is getting to know your customer, getting to know your stakeholders well enough that they will help you make the very tough decisions that you need to make. Well, when we talk about human-centered design or innovation, so, you know, in a company is, are you know, when you think of design and innovation, you always think product, but yes. this also applies to any business, right? Absolutely. It works with services. It works with uh, physical products, online products. It works with governmental products. Uh, 
processes. Uh, it's a very fun set of procedures that are applicable to a whole bunch of different uh, needs. Absolutely. So I invited you into my class, Catalyst Live, and we did this really fun exercise. It's very playful, which puts our mind at ease. So kind of describe when you know somebody reaches out to you and they say, hey, we need help. You go into an organization. What's really the first thing that you're trying to figure out? Where do they need help? The first thing I try to figure out is uh, what are the customer's pain points? What and how can we make the customer's day? And also, usually when you look at a business, uh, how can we help them have fun with the process? Uh, as we saw in your workshop the other, other night, uh, some people were very motivated, very focused, and seemed absolutely miserable because their prototypes were uh, may not have been resonating to the level that they wanted to. And then we got through the exercise, and I remember distinctly one gentleman said, oh, this is supposed to be fun. Well, yes, because you've, I think you've used the word creativity three or four times right now. And in order to be creative, that process is best facilitated if you're having fun. If you're miserable, uh, your brain tends to be kind of in defensive mode. If you think of how people probably evolved, uh, if there's a bear waiting behind the tree or a tiger, you're not thinking about, hmm, what are the merits of the bear or tiger and how do I harness them? Your, your brain, when you're under stress, is pretty much wired for flight or fight. So that's not creative. Well, when are you creative? There are two places where your brain makes nonlinear connections. Number one, when you're doing some sort of play, enjoyable activity, and number two, when you're dreaming. So how do we get those dreamlike, playful experiences into the workplace to unlock that creativity that we all had when we were in kindergarten, but somehow some of us now have convinced ourselves that we don't have it anymore. Well, that's why the huge push last year of, you know, adult coloring again, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite videos that I like to show people on this, uh, there was a, a National Geographic photographer and a medical doctor and a team. They went up to uh, uh, the North Pole region to photograph polar bears coming out of hibernation. And so they positioned the cameras and things. There's a point to all this, and it does, believe me, relate to what we're doing. They positioned all their uh, cameras and things behind a hill. Um, and they wanted to watch what the polar bear did when it came out to get the first seal that it gets. And uh, sure enough, polar bear comes out, and they noticed that the sled dogs weren't behind the berm with them. And the polar bear goes over to the sled dogs. The sled dogs are chained up. Their polar bear's eyes get thin, the ears go back, it crouches down. And there are a series of these National Geographic uh, pictures. You can look them up online. There's a picture of the polar bear with its teeth around the neck of one of the dogs. And I love showing this because this is usually where I remind the audience that, you know, the next slide's probably going to be, well, it's exactly what you expect, right? The polar bear is on its back and the dog is playing with it. <laughs> So the question becomes, what is it about the evolved brain that caused that polar bear to put play above the importance of eating even though it hadn't eaten all hibernation season long? 
we as adults tend to disregard that part of it, uh, of, of ourselves, that we are actually made to play well into life. And if we can put this playful attitude into our brainstorming and innovation, the research shows we're exponentially more likely to come up with something meaningful and fun. Absolutely. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with special guest Larry Daly, who is a consultant related to human-centered design. And we're, we're really talking about the fact that, you know, when you are a business owner or a manager or someone who has to change results, probably the time to do that is not necessarily when you're stressed out, bankrupt, and zero, you know, opportunity for innovation. It's really as you're progressing through your business and growth strategy to come in and go, what are our clients telling us? What are our customers telling us? How do we really uh, create that? So, you know, it's, I have these three words here, you know, desirability, feasibility, and viability. So how do we integrate those into your process? Uh, those are core to the process, as you know. that. So desirability is you have to get to know the customer so that you can identify their needs almost better than they can. You know them better than, than they do. And that's through what we call a deep dive research process. And then you go through kind of a crazy brainstorming session between desirability and feasibility where you put lots of ideas on the wall and then you're going to rank those ideas. So you don't want to go directly to feasibility. You want to stay in desirability and say, okay, how could we be crazy? So, uh, for example, uh, somebody may come up with the idea of the reason the airplanes uh, lose some of their aerodynamics is because the wheel's hanging down. So we need to invent an airplane without wheels. Well, that doesn't sound feasible, but you need to keep that on the table long enough to make the transition to what happens if we make airplanes with retractable landing gears, which essentially makes the landing gear go away. So you want crazy ideas, and then you come back and say, how do we make this stuff feasible? And then you usability test the absolute snot out of it, and you look, the last steps are to building prototypes and then thinking about real-world implications. Because if you can't build it, it doesn't matter how desirable it is. It's got to it's gotta have a life. It's got to have a market plan. So this works in problem solving. This works in innovation. This works in, gee, I'm thinking about uh, growing my business and going down a new uh, supply chain or distribution channel or something and to really think through the whole process because the end result is always what's in it for the client, what's in it for the customer, how does it work well for the, the organization, and yet to really foster all of that creativity within the organization. Absolutely. Uh, if we could, I have an example that uh, when I was a professor at UNR that, that some students went through, and I, I think it's a great example of how this works. So we were dealing with equity in uh, food issues, uh, especially to deal with economic concerns. And the students came to the class, and their first thing was, uh, let's make a website to help pe poor people know how to eat better. And I go, you know, you really think that's the problem? And uh, how about this? How about we do some more research? So this is where the deep dive research comes in. One of the students decided that she would eat only on the amount of money you would get through WIC vouchers for the week. 
Another student went and ate as many meals as they could at a food pantry and actually sat down and talked with people at the food pantry. Another person uh, worked at such a place. Uh, another person went to Whole Foods and observed how people bought things there. Their mission statement went from, let's build a website, which I don't know, what, to how do we make this fair? So they got to know the customers and they made that mind shift from the lone inventor to a group that uses enlightened trial and error because enlightened trial and error succeeds over the lone inventor every time. And then from there they go, okay, we can't solve this problem, but we can help. Maybe we stay with our original idea, which was the education. Uh, so they came back with a, an idea, proposed it. Uh, what would happen if we took a neighborhood in town that where maybe people don't have a lot of money and we challenged a couple of chefs from the uh, casinos in town to have an Iron Chef type of competition in that neighborhood? They'd try to have a cook-off see who could make the best food using only what the people from the neighborhood could bring. And that was ultimately a, a proposal that went from the inventor's standpoint to the standpoint of the people that needed to be helped. It would have been a lot of fun and I think a lot more of a success. Absolutely. Well, that's why they call it human-centered design. We've got to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Larry Daly who is a consultant and facilitator for human-centered design. We'll be right back. This is Larry Daly from Reno, Nevada. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. Hi, this is Eric Lures, a.k.a. the Bruce Lee of Revenue Generation, and you are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Joining me in the studio, I have Larry Daly. We've been talking about human-centered innovation, and of course, the world of business has never been more volatile or unpredictable. Sources of competition and disruption can appear anywhere, not just disruption in product services and technology, but also in channels to market, policy, talent, brands, and supply chains. In order to survive in today's complex world, organizations need to generate, embrace, and execute on new ideas. That takes creativity and a creatively capable workforce. It's the secret sauce, or in evolutionary terms, it's what keeps you fit. Organizations without it can't compete. When we first think of creative organizations, design firms, advertising agencies, or tech startups typically come to mind. But building a creative workforce takes more than hiring a bunch of designers and hosting happy hours. 
it requires a mindset shift that begins with leadership. Absolutely. Uh, leadership is the key. And so the first thing we need to do is remind the leaders that they are creators and creative or they wouldn't be they wouldn't have the job that they have. And then maybe we need to put some new tricks in their toolbox to help them harness that built-in ability that they already have. Uh, one of my favorite uh, parts of the human-centered design process is harnessing diversity. And this is a management challenge. Uh, a lot of people, when they think about diversity, they think of that snapshot on front of the brochure that ever, has everybody hugging around the water fountain even, and all the different shades of the rainbow there. And that's fine if you need that for your, your brochure. I think savvy leaders will be very selfish about diversity. They won't do it just because it's the right thing to do. They'll do it because it's the way to win, the way to disrupt, and the way to bring out new ideas that their competition probably isn't going to do. So there's a, you were talking about evolution, and I've mentioned it a couple of times, too. There's a funny thing about how the human brain works. We all convince ourselves that the brain is a thinking machine. Okay, well... If you want to feel that way, feel good about it. I, the more I've studied the brain, and I'm not a brain scientist, but I play one on radio, um, it's a lean, mean, pattern-matching machine. Your brain does what works for it, and it looks for patterns. One of the things your brain does if you leave it to its own devices is to look for sameness, which is how we get into trouble with diversity. We, there's, first of all, there's absolutely nothing wrong with hanging out with identifying people that you think is in the same group as you are and being comfortable with that. You, you need to know that's the way your brain is hooked up. The question is, now let's bring in that thinky part. What are you going to do with it once you find yourself thinking that way? Well, if you look at the scholarly literature from the diffusion of innovations, it tells us that your brain will do just what we're doing. It's going to be very comfortable. It's going to be easy to manage those sameness groups because everybody in the group knows just about what everybody else in the group knows. They'll just be just fine. If you put people in a group of, uh, that's comprised of people who are very different from each other, they're going to have a much more difficult time getting along, even if the differences are superficial. But the research shows that if you can get those people to identify each other as being in the same group, they are exponentially more likely to innovate because each has a different set of knowledge and experiences that they are bringing to the table. So the management challenge then is to hire a diverse group of thinkers, try to hire some people who are definitely not like yourself and then develop a culture that welcomes all people as part of that group. If you can get people to work through their differences, you're going to have a deeper, uh, more uh, rich source of ideas. Absolutely. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with special guest Larry Daly, who's a consultant and facilitator for human-centered design and of course on the subject of innovation something i read many years ago which totally makes sense like if you're trying to problem solve 
and you send everybody the problem you're trying to solve separately so they all walk in with some solution in their mind that now you come together versus we all discover it in the meeting and all that happens is I work off your thought, you work off the next thought, and we really are not innovating. That is true. Um, the question is, how do you get that collaboration to going? And then how do you get the rich information that you need to? Uh, so uh, almost a stereotype of design thinking is, first of all, encouraging the wild ideas. And then you put everything up on a board with sticky notes on it. And you get people to build off of each other's ideas and then to arrange them in a way that makes sense overall. Uh, so what I've seen in a lot of meetings uh, is that people come in with their ideas and you hear the words, yeah, but a lot. Yeah, but this works better. Yeah, but. And I think maybe that's what you're getting at. The question is, and again, this is a management challenge. How do you change that to yeah, and? And when you do that and get people to build on each other's ideas without dismissing them and then to grow that and make a really good manager will say, okay, we need to stop and do some more research, then I feel you're on the right track. Absolutely. And, and just that, you know, the more I'm listening to you, the more I'm truly understanding human-centered design. We're not specifically talking about I'm an inventor in my garage trying to build a prototype. This is really about how do we, in a much bigger way, play well on our planet encourage people to think way outside the box wildly to come up with solutions and so i i have a feeling i'm going to do a little more study on it because i just i like that human-centered design so you've been doing this how long larry uh, about 10 years now um i actually saw a video uh done by a, a company over in silicon valley called ideo uh and it changed my life and I decided this is what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. And I'm kind of on that path right now. Uh, empathy is the key word to effective design thinking. All of the sticky notes in the world and all of that are nothing more than superficial paint on the wall unless you have empathy with your customers, your stakeholders, and with your team members. And then the other part would be an open mind. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is like, wow, I never heard this term before, or I'm interested in bringing this into my own organization, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, my email address is Larry at Daily, D-A-I-L-E-Y, lots of valves there, uh, dot net, and they can shoot me an email. Okay, super. So what's a final thought or, you know, if someone is now kind of chewing this around in their own mind to go... Wow, I, I want to go think about human-centered design as a problem-solving mechanism, an innovative, creative, fun way to think differently. What's your final words of wisdom? It comes from your office entryway. Climb out on a limb. That's where the future is. And you know what? It's also where the fun is. Yes. And that's it. That's That's really the key behind human centered design thinking is it's fun yes it's get to know people really know them and have fun while you're doing it 
Absolutely. So, well, I want to thank you for being here. I know our paths are going to cross many times more because just in the last month, they've crossed, what, three times? Yes. (laughs) And I didn't know you before that, but I'm sure thrilled because anyone who can challenge the way that we do things, who can inspire us to think differently, to certainly learn about a process that's not new, but new to a lot of people, I want to thank you for bringing that to the table today. And I have been so looking forward to this opportunity, and I can't thank you enough for bringing me here. And uh, it would make my day if we could get people in Reno and Sparks area embracing design thinking, because it's a lot of fun, and it's a great way to disrupt other organizations as you disrupt your own. Great. Well, that's it. Uh, when Whenever there's fun in a sentence, I'm there. We'll catch up next week. Cherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show. SunTech Solar Screening uses Pfeiffer screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com.